Woo! Welcome everybody to the Lines and Laces Podcast. I am your illustrious host, Ace Bug. Let's jump into these sports topics for today. Yeah. They said hey, on their block it's time to slide. What's going on, man? What's going on? It's your illustrious host, Ace Boog, and I'm back in the booth with another episode with a bunch of sports news, man. Let's jump right, 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 right into it, man. Oh, my goodness. What a week, man. It's been a crazy week of sports, college football, upsets, uh, NBA media day, NFL, and then the NBA drama, man. Let's start with it. Ime Udoka. Celtics head coach, or should I say suspended former Celtics head coach? For those that don't know, longtime boyfriend and fiance of Nia Fine Long. Right? You hear me? Ha! And my boy got caught with the infidelity, man. Sleeping one of the Celtics staffers, or should I say, uh, having a consensual, intimate relationship. Let's address that word. He's sleeping with one of the people on the staff. He's in a position of power. He's sleeping with the people, person under him. That's the facts, right? I wanted to wait a couple of days to wait and make sure that is what happened. And it wasn't more and wasn't less. Uh, it seems that the husband of said staffer found out and released it. He heard about it, heard them whispering, talking about it on the doorbell camera. It's even now come out that said staffer was in charge of the travel schedule, not only for Coach Ime Udoku, but also his family, including Nia Nia Long's most recent permanent move to Boston, Massachusetts. So, with all that being said, it's a quite, quite, quite messy situation. And I want to say, first and foremost, you sons of guns that, that went and did all of that detective work on Twitter and everywhere else to figure out which female staffer it was to make her life miserable is is ridiculous. You know, it was going to come out eventually, so just let it come out. But, you know, going, you know, going out of your way to help ruin somebody's day in the midst of, you know, what I can imagine is some of the worst days of their life is just like... How much evil do you truly have in your heart? How much negative energy do you truly possess that you just want to go out and do that? I don't know. I don't have that in me, but, you know, power to those that do. Anyway, um, it's, it's, it's such a, a, a sticky situation. Um, Udoku, Coach Udoku put himself in a very sticky situation. Um, he put the Celtics in a situation from a business standpoint as far as them getting sued. Um, he cheated on Neil Long, which is psychotic. Um, <laughs> it's just a bad look, man. You know, um, from a lot of different perspectives, uh, being a black man, you know, hashtag black men don't cheat. Um, obviously still a black boy. Um, you know, he's an African-American head coach and at the, of the Boston Celtics was historically, let's be honest. I've never been, you know, very kind or keen to African-American, you know, players, people in general. Um, so the fact that I'm sure a good amount of Celtics Nation 
was not happy that their coach was an African-American male. So to get the opportunity to get him out, you know, um, they they took advantage of it. And he made, he didn't make it, you know, difficult for him to do at all. Anyway, so um, now there's that perspective of it, right? And, you know, I must end that perspective of it with he was wrong. Bar none. Wrong, right? Now, second piece of this. Again, I covered this on the last episode. Brett Favre misappropriating funds. Misappropriating welfare funds to build a daggum uh, uh, volleyball stadium. Oh, that hasn't been covered. Well, this Celtics situation scandal has been all over platforms that don't even have anything to do with sports. Yet, yet, the governor has just gotten indicted. He needs to be right by uh, Brett Favre needs to be right behind him, but that's not getting covered. That's not getting covered. Now, does what the Celtics head coach did wrong? Yes, should it be covered? But it should be covered the same way. Why is that Brett Favre thing not first front page? Whenever African American man of sports has a fall from grace, right, wrong, or indifferent, it's always front page center news. And you can't tell me any different. You can't. And if Brett Favre was an African-American quarterback, I know if it was, let's say, God forbid, Donovan McNabb or God rest his soul, Steve McNair, that was at the head of this, they'd be chewing his head off. Right? So, but because it's, 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 it's Brett Favre, we ain't let him make it. That's ridiculous, man. And I'm not again. I'm not saying what the Celtics head coach what did wasn't wrong. What I'm saying is, it needs to have the same equal validity, if not more, with what Brett Favre is doing, what he's been doing. Put the folks on blast that need to be put on blast. Hold them accountable. The same way, right? Black, blue, red, green. Get held accountable. You do it. You need to be held accountable for your actions. That's just what it is. Point blank. Period. Anyway, media day shows for some other great things. Uh, some fire Kobe came out. DeMar DeRozan, AD, had some great Kobe's. Um, Jimmy Butler talked about his hair. Trying to see, you know, what he wants to do with it for the year. He's making the internet mad. Jimmy, you ain't making me mad. You look stupid. <laughs> It ain't making me mad, bro. You look foolish. You ain't going to get up there and talk about something that's not extensions. For those that don't know, Jimmy Butler uh, was taking questions um, during media day. And folks were just laughing at his hair and laughing. And he's saying it's, it's not extensions. And he's just doing it to make the you know, internet mad and blah, 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 blah. Cut it out, Jimmy. Cut it out, Jimmy. Jimmy's a weird dude. He likes to play with uh, with his hair and do those crazy kinds of things. And uh, that's just what it is. It's just what it is. So, anyway, um, a concerning matter, man. NBA media day that, you know, kind of brought, I brought, I, I noticed. Lonzo Ball having another knee surgery, man. Uh, not really seeing him at media days, hearing and seeing DeMar DeRozan. It's like, man, like the Bulls are really like missing Lonzo. Lonzo, they are a really 
good team, have a really good shot of winning the East. And without him and him 100 you know, essentially not being healthy again, it's like, I don't know, waste of space. Not a waste of space, but, you know, waste of talent. Like, we expected so much from Lonzo and he just can't seem to stay healthy. But on a brighter note in the Ball family, man, we finally got Leangelo Ball. He's up from the from the Buzz City, man. He came up from the Greensboro Swarm up to the Charlotte Hornets, man. Him and LaMelo finally on the same team again. Chino Hall, Chino Hill days, uh, Savinia days, all, all, all them days. Them back. They back on the same team. They rocking. They rolling. Um, I always thought it was funny. I figured it was going to happen, but my comparison was, well, if Giannis is that good and his brothers is on teams and in the NBA, why isn't LiAngelo? Because he's obviously that good, right? So, I don't know, man. It was a great media day. Great to have basketball back. Zion looked good. Uh, not, you know, fat or out of shape like everybody said. Um, LeBron talked a lot about um, his media day, you know, his transition being a superstar. Not really liking that taste last year, not being in the playoffs, um, getting that Sports Illustrated covers with his two kids, um, and then you know Pat Beverly being one of those teammates that he absolutely hated to play against, and now absolutely loves to have on his team. So loves how that works out. Now switching gears, college football. What? A weekend, man. Oh, my God. The Ohio State Buckeyes, man. We went and handled business in Madison, man. Um, what can I say, man? 52-21. Um, they couldn't stop us. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, excuse me. And it wasn't in Madison. It was in the horseshoe. It was 52-21. Uh, we still got in trouble really tightening up games, pitching that shutout. Um, was a lot closer game at points than it needed to be. Um, but we're starting to hit our stride, man. We're starting to hit our stride. Marvin Harrison Jr. came out in the first half uh, with some Louis Vuitton, Nike custom cleats, and an Apple Watch. You know, which is cool. I get it. You're feeling yourself. But, son, it's a business trip. We came to handle business. Let's do that. And I, I, I think somebody, hopefully his father, um, at halftime got in his ear, gave him a call, gave him a shot, let him know that, you know, you're not playing well. It don't look good, and we need to take that crap off till we playing well. Um, he did just that in the second half, and he absolutely balled out. CJ did his thing. Five touchdowns, did throw an interception finally. It's kind of a fluky interception, neither here nor there. Uh, bro, we, we, we have running backs, man. We have running backs, man. Travion Henderson this week decided to take the lead. 21 carries, 121 yards. Um uh, just a great, just just if you was a Buckeye fan, it was a great game. <laughs> it was a great game, man. So we're four and zero. We're rolling. Uh, can't can't wait for next week. Let me see. Next week, uh, next week we're playing Rutgers, so it should be another good game, good week for us um, as far as is winning. Uh, maybe not as interesting as in uh, close close score. So. One of the funniest things I will say though that from the Buckeyes game, man, if anybody was watching. They were doing some of the halftime things with the little, um, you know, bubble, little wraparound thing. And somebody completely ear hole 
blew up Brutus, the mascot for Hostad. I mean, cracked him, bro. Like, he flipped like three or four times. Crazy. I, I fell out laughing about five times watching that. Anyway, moving forward, man. Georgia, Kent State, 39-22. Georgia still absolutely rolling. Uh, Michigan still rolling, 34-27. Can't believe it. No, I can't believe it. Michigan still has a really good team. Uh, Wake Forest Clemson, man. That boy Jake Hartman played a heck of a game against Clemson. Just couldn't make that last throw in double overtime to go ahead and win it. I mean, the title ball game. He just he couldn't couldn't do it, man. Um, they had battled it out. Clemson, uh, what a heck of a game. DJ Ulungale played a heck of a game. Like I said, I still don't think he's that guy. I think he's a decent college quarterback, but I think that's he'll be nothing more, nothing less than that. Uh, Penn State, man, still rolling. Big Ten is looking strong this year. 33-14 over Central Michigan. Uh, let me see, let me see. Tennessee got that W barely over them Florida Gators. Chomp, chomp, uh, 38-33. Texas, after all that talk about being back and ready to roll and all that kind of good stuff, man, they lost again to Texas Tech. 37-34. At least they lost in overtime now. At least they lost in overtime, man. I don't know. For a long time prior to, uh, man, what year was it? Like 2011, 2010, um, Michael Crabtree and them boys at Texas Tech, Mike Leach, head coach. Um, they really dethroned Texas. I'll never forget that game. Like, touchdown Red Raiders! Touchdown Red Raiders! They were going crazy. And if you ever had the opportunity to go to Dallas, um, especially the Dallas area, Texas in general, but especially the Dallas area, Everybody's truck has this emblem on it, and it's for the most part prior to uh, that year, it was all Texas Longhorn emblems on the back of their trucks, huge SUVs, whatever. And then they got knocked off, like smacked off by Texas Tech, and Texas Tech was rolling for a couple of years there for really. Um, and then you started seeing Texas Tech tees on the back of everybody's truck, Red Raider this, Red Raider that. It was absolutely hilarious to see, and it seems like they've done it all over again. So, there's a little funny story there about that. But uh, let me see. Oregon, man, 44-41, moving on. Uh, Kentucky looks to actually be the real deal, man. Winning again, 31-23 over Northern Illinois. Texas A&M went on to upset Arkansas, man, uh, 23-21. I think... They just kind of got caught slipping early in the year. I think they're a lot better team than people even think they are. Um, though, you know, with the, with the way the playoffs and, and, and the playoffs committee is set up because they got those one-two losses early, no matter how they finish the season, it's, it's, it's going to ding them. And, you know, they, they won't be in any, uh, you know, championship series bowls. Alabama absolutely blew through Vanderbilt. Uh, NC State. What 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 a game! What a team! They're, they're, I'm telling you, man, really good shot of winning the ACC. I told y'all that a while ago. I uh, thought I was crazy, but I'm not. And uh, Washington, forty twenty two over Stanford. Stanford's just not Stanford right now. They still got um, they got some talent to get back to, and some ways to get back to before they're competing at the top of their division again. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, let me see. Let me see. NFL football. Let's jump into it, man. Uh, Thursday night game. Had the Browns and the Steelers, man. Browns pulled it out. Jacoby Brissett pulled it out. Mitch Trubisky looked like Mitch Trubisky. Um, he's just not that guy, man. 
He's not that guy. And I know everybody's like, ah, let's just go ahead and throw Kenny Pickett in there. Nah, honestly, they got a makeshift off the offensive line. Um, I really don't have a ton of receiving talent. I mean, they got Chase Claypool. Uh, what's that other rookie um, that made that incredible catch? Um, that's about it, man. Uh, it's just not a good look. So, I wouldn't put my rookie quarterback in there. I would probably put Mason Rudolph in there. Let him get beat the hell to shreds. Um, put Mr. Jabisky behind him, God forbid. He gets hurt, then Mitch can come back in. We'll just call it a season what it is. Uh, can, can't believe it. Indianapolis finds, finally gets our first win. Go, Colts, go. Uh, we beat Kansas City. Can't believe it. Um, I think we just we, we, we started striking a little iron uh, well during the end towards the latter part of that game. Uh, Bears over the Texans again. Justin Fields is just not not impressing anybody, man. Uh, 8 for 17, 106 yards and two interceptions, no touchdowns. Um, without their running back going for 20 carries for 157 yards and two touchdowns, they damn sure don't even win that game, and they're not even competing in that game. Uh, Dolphins and the Bills, what a game, man. What an absolute game. Went down to the wire. Uh, Bills, Josh Allen fumbled that snap at the end to – Go ahead and spike it and get the kicker out there to win the game. Um, he threw the ball like a record, I think, 63 times, I believe, uh, which is not ideal for your quarterback. Just not ideal. Tua threw it only 18 times. Uh, was a lot more efficient. Got the ball done. Got it to his receivers. They got loose. Took the opportunities when they got when they were there and kept rolling. Uh, Ravens, <laughs> Lamar Jackson. I lost this week in fantasy. But the only reason I was going to lose by a lot more if Lamar Jackson doesn't absolutely go off again. So, L. Jack for MVP. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Titans and the Raiders, man. Raiders still don't have a win. Devontae Adams still don't have a W. Titans finally got to their winning ways. Derrick Henry looking good. Ryan Tannehill looking good. Derrick Henry still not over. Didn't get over 100 yards, but he had 20 carries for 85. So, he's waking back up. Uh... Jared Goff, man, just, you know, still not that guy. Uh, got outdueled by Kirk Cousins. Um, Dalvin Cook came to play ball again. Um, what can I say? What can I say? Uh, Detroit Lions, man. Dan, I love Dan Campbell. I say it on every podcast episode, I feel like. Um, love his energy, but I just don't think Jared Goff is the quarterback for them. I think they have a really good team um, and a lot of skill position places, but I don't, I, don't, I don't think Jared Goff is the person to get him done. Ravens and the Patriots. Mac Jones suffers a high ankle sprain. They said he'll be out several weeks. It's not like he was tearing it up this season yet. Anyway, uh, like I said, Lamar Jackson absolutely running all over him. Bengals, Joe Burrow getting back to the winning ways. Uh, Joe Burrow looked like Joe Cool, Joey Smooth again. Sitting in that pocket, delivering that ball, cooking up some dimes. Uh, Eagles and the Commanders, man. Carson Wentz doing what Carson Wentz does. Stink up the joint. <laughs> Stink it up. He did exactly um, this week in Washington. Excuse me. What he did in Indianapolis all year. He'll do really good. Couple great weeks. You're like, oh my god, this guy is great. And then he'll just he'll leave you hanging. He'll leave you hanging. He played like absolute crap. His offensive line really didn't help him out either. But Carson Wentz played like crap. Uh, Jalen Hurts looks amazing. Amazing. Like, what are you waiting for? Something amazing, I guess. Like, 
For real, man. Dude has been in the lab, putting in that work, cooking it up. Because, I mean, he's throwing that ball. He's, he's anticipating the throw. He's throwing in double coverage. He's, he's I mean, he's dropping dimes left and right. A.J. Brown has done wonders because now Devontae Smith, or like I like to call him Smitty, is getting wide open for, for, for all kinds of flavor, man. I told y'all the Philadelphia Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles, was going to win a division. And I'm looking correct, man. Fly Eagles fly, man. It's crazy. Uh, Panthers, man. Panthers in the same uh, old shake and bake. Uh, got them Panthers out of here. But, you know, Jameis Winston and the Panthers, uh, what's the name? Alvin Kamara turned the ball over. Jameis Winston had Jameis Winston had two interceptions. So that's you know that's three turnovers right there. That's not even getting in the weeds of it. Um, you turn the ball over that much in the National Football League, you're probably gonna lose that ball game. Uh, the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence looked really good Sunday, man. Really good. First Sunday, I was like, okay, okay, all right. Let me okay. Do we got a franchise player? Is he a guy? Or is he just another guy on the team? But I don't know. Last Sunday, he looked like a guy. He looked like a guy, man. He put up some really good numbers, man. Uh, 28 to 39, 262, three touchdowns. Uh, what can I say? Justin Herbert really didn't play terrible. He just, did, just couldn't get in the end zone. Didn't get a lot of help in the run game. Uh, so there's that. Uh, Cardinals still struggling, man. Struggling without D-Hop. Rams actually got after got after uh, Kyler Murray. Um, he still did his thing, but again, I said this before: fifty-eight, sixty times dropping back as a as an NFL quarterback. These defenses are too good. You're not gonna win that ball game. You're not gonna win that ball game. You got to have some balance. There has to be something in the run game that makes them stay honest. Or I just don't really foresee you winning that game. The Falcons and the Seahawks. Seahawks, again, lost. Uh, Atlanta Falcons got them a W finally. Marcus Mariota played decent enough. Uh, Cordell Patterson, 17 carries, 141 yards, man. Shout out to you. That boy was cooking, man. Green Bay and the Bucks, man. The Buccaneers, what a great game. Tom Brady, um, Aaron Rodgers going at it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers finally started to get some of those young receivers going. Um, what's my man's name? Romeo Dobbs uh, played a heck of a game. Eight receptions, 73 yards, and a touchdown. They just didn't, you know, Tampa Bay just didn't have any of their superstars. And it was obvious, right? It was super, 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 super obvious. Um, I didn't think they were going to win this ball game. I thought Tom Brady had a shot at pulling it out, and he still did. Um, but just without that talent, I didn't think it was a pretty good shot. So, um, the Broncos barely, and I do mean barely, win over the 49ers. Uh, Russell Wilson finally gets his first win as the Denver Bronco. It just did, it didn't look good, man. It didn't look, I'm sorry, second win. It did not look good at all. It looked sloppy. The offense looks terrible. Uh, I'm not gonna say Russ looks terrible, but it just it just didn't look good. It did not look good at all. Um, and then Monday night, man, Cowboys and Giants. Cooper Rush. Paying a heck of a game. Zeke the Freak. Um, it's, it's tough for Zeke the Freak, man. <laughs> it's tough. He still had a decent game, though, man. He still had a decent game. Had a touchdown. Uh, 73 yards on 15 carries. Tony Pollard, though, showed up big. 13 carries, 105 yards. Cooper Rush, man, with a decent game. QBR about 68. 
so you know, just above average. But he got help from his uh, he got help from his his rushing attack, man. But what I do want to speak on, man, just because I know I got a lot of Cowboys fans that subscribe to the podcast, you guys wanted me to take a little time for you guys this weekend. I'm gonna do just that. You guys made the biggest mistake in the world getting rid of Coop. Like, huge mistake. That's all I found myself keep saying watching that game Monday night was, they really need a real true number one. C.D. Lamb is not a true number one. And I knew he wasn't a true number one when he dropped that wide open touchdown pass. Like, are you kidding me? And he he wears number 88. Come on now. Michael Irvin, and though Des Bryant's no Michael Irvin, Des Bryant. CeeDee Lamb surely ain't even no Des Bryant. He isn't. He's not. He's not a big-time player, man. He's he's a really good complimentary slot guy, but pure number one, I can't give it to him, man. And, and, and it looked bad last night. It looked really bad last night. But anyway, uh, those New York football giants, man. Saquon Barkley, Barkley, excuse me, looks good. 14 carries, 81 yards, and a touchdown. What a resurgence for a career for him. Um, not necessarily always a Saquon Barkley fan. He went to Penn State. But being a Big Ten guy, I root for him. Um, and then, you know, listen to his interviews, seeing him with his wife and his kids. He's just a good dude, bro. He's just really good, good, humble, genuine person. And you root for people like that to win in the, in this, in the midst of adversity and challenges and trials and tribulations that life throws at you. Um, he's still finding a way to try to get up and kind of get it done. So, shout out to Saquon. Um, what a great Monday night game. Looking forward to the rest of the season. Um, still think, like I said, Philly is going to take uh, that NFC East division. Uh, but we will see. We will see. Um, yeah, man, I think that is everything, man. I can't believe I think I got it in in 30 minutes. Yeah, I think I did it, man. Ha, <laughs> ha. Appreciate it, man. Listen, thank you guys so much for the likes, the subscriptions, the passing along, whether you play it in your car, whether you play it at the at the office, in the break room, wherever you play it, it's appreciated. The likes, the shares, the double clicks, all of it, man. All of it. The text, the phone calls, the arguments, you know, backdoor, if you know me personally, I appreciate it. Um, my only ask is that you continue to put me in the rooms and the areas where I don't know and can't physically be um, and allow somebody to hear my podcast and it might change their day for the better. So, again, thank you guys so much for joining me, man. It's your illustrious host, Ace Boog. It's been cool. It's been fun. And it's actually been real cool and real fun. So, two fingers in the sky because guess what? I'm out. <laughs>